Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Stock markets around the world are under pressure. It's one of those days that's not looking great. Um, On a worldwide basis, and again, we started uh, the last... Two months of the year, plus the first month of the year, pretty much on a roll. Um, things got a little bit more challenging in the month of March. Markets are tumbling. Dow sheds 130 points. Stock markets around the world. So it's not just one, it's many. Ultimately, concerns about last week's implications of the failed healthcare plans. One of the things that I talked about weeks ago is... What can cause this market to sell off it would be if the Republicans can't act as a group and get legislation passed. Um, and as we get closer to the mid-year elections, you may find that some Republicans don't want their name attached to a very unpopular in the polls president. Therefore, it will be difficult to get anything done. So the prospects for tax reform, regulatory change, and fiscal stimulus have helped fuel the stock market, and all of them are under question at this point in time. Um, markets finished last Friday sessions mixed despite the failure of the bill. There's a greater level of uncertainty over the weekend. Um, you know, there's plenty of macro market volatility going on. G3 apparel is trading lower. They missed top and bottom line estimates and issued downside guidance. Uh, MoneyGram entered into a confidentiality agreement with Euronet Worldwide to further consider Euronet's competing bid to acquire MoneyGram. MoneyGram had previously agreed to merge with Ant Financial Services Group. So, um, little mergers and acquisitions. A little, little heated, uh, you're not going to acquire them, I'm going to acquire them. So, earnings are due after the close tonight, including Synex and Red Hat, amongst a few others. There's no economic data due out today, but the U.S. Treasury will begin this week's auctions of $88 billion of coupon securities. 
So we got something going on out there. Taking a look at some of the uh, financial issues. Issues. Um, stock market. A lot of people uh, are calling for a blow up. Hmm. Are we going to be there? Squares 2 million chip credit card readers just got 14% faster. Um, good for Square. Square's one of those financial payment companies that uh, you, I see a lot of like um, people cut hair uh, using as a way of getting transactions done. Banks, credit card issuers decided to phase out the all-American credit card swipe in 2015. And uh, you know, it's... it's Secure the longer processes in times of its replacement chip card prolonged wait times in stores, um, and I think that's gotten a lot of people upset. So now we're going to be payment speed 3.6 seconds down from 4.2. I know 4.2 too much, right? <laughs> we're kind of spoiled in my opinion. So let's bring on CFP Chad Burton, talk a little financial planning of the world. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. He is our financial planning, our house financial planner for the show, Rob Black and Your Money. Headline reads, a robotic toilet called the Numi. It retails for $6,400. It's a huge hit in China. The Numi uses motion detectors and remote control to open and close its seat to flush. It also features leg-warming porcelain, built-in stereo system, and three bidet settings. $6,400. Now, I want it, but I know that I shouldn't. It's like I want a BMW, but I know that I shouldn't. Uh, expens- <laughs> expensive toys. Well, it sounds like a crappy investment to me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the setup. <laughs> You'll be here all weekend long. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses on the way out. Um, no, again... It's funny, in hindsight, don't you wish you can go back and, and talk to yourself and say, no, no, don't do that. Don't buy. Like, For some reason, I wanted an Xbox 360. I wanted to see the technology. I wanted to like make sure that you know if we're going to talk about investing in Sony PlayStation 3 versus Xbox, it, it's a toy. It's a, it's a $300 waste of money for me. It's something, you know, I don't even like console gaming, but I wanted to check it out just so I knew that I could, I could talk about it. Um, because, you know, now the Xbox is super big in the living room, and people are using Xbox to actually watch videos more so than play video games. So, yeah. it, you know, I, I, I got some money's worth from it, but expensive toys, they, they, they're a downfall for our, our society. They're a reason we don't save enough for retirement. The gotta-haves. I mean, it, it's kind of a big problem in China right now, too, you know, and as they're trying to get to a co- more consumer-based economy there, um, people are saving and saving and saving so they can get that next smartphone. What's going to happen to the Chinese population? Are they going to save, or will the communist side of their government end up taking care of them in retirement? I mean, it's 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 going to be interesting to watch how China plays out over the next couple of decades. I suppose I'm almost agreeing with Susie Orman. She's got that segment on, Can I Afford It? Mm-hmm. And she basically tries to get the white, trashiest people on the planet to call in and say, you know, Suze, I want to get a, you know, something that's just way out of there, their, like a, a, a Rolex. Like, you should consider a Rolex when you've got a million dollars saved, but not a moment before that. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's, if you're going for depreciating assets before you've maxed out your 401k to the 17,500 level, you've got problems. And you're going to work till the day you die or be miserable in retirement. It's funny because actually I'll tell people if you're going to buy a a Rolex, buy a Rolex. Don't buy a $400 watch, buy a Rolex. Because Rolexes will actually retail for what you paid for sometimes, but not often. But sometimes. 
So what's the most expensive toy you've ever bought that you regret? Boy. I don't, you know, I think it's just... Oh, this is... I always always regret cars that I've bought. So I bought... My current car I bought used, but the, the one new car that I bought just... You know, it was a depreciating asset. It felt terrible that, you know, that buyer's remorse that you get two weeks later. Then your kid's eating the car after you've spent a year not letting them eat in the car. And then all of a sudden, it just, it's a mess, all that kind of a thing. So Next I think year. it's always cars for me. Okay. I don't buy a lot of toys because I like activities. So Okay, but your kids, do you do you, anything you regret buying them? <laughs> yeah. My uh, nine-year-old is a Lego nut. Right. And so um, for a... I can't remember what it was, I think a report card or something else. He got an $80 Lego set. Right. 80 bucks that I spent on my kid for Legos. They're yeah. expensive. Okay. And I said, you need to put this together the right way per the directions. <laughs> and uh, if you do, I'll, I'll, I will buy you another one next time. And he did it. But the second one he didn't put together. It's just in a big pile on the table, you know, and it's just a wasted $80 Lego kit. Okay, so you got him a Lego kit, and then you insisted that he, he build what was on the cover of the Lego kit? Well, yeah, these Lego kits, I mean, they, they have, you know, 30-page instruction booklets to build a city, like for Indiana Jones or Ninjago. Okay. And what, what is Ninjago? Ninjago is the latest craze in Legos. It's like these types of ninjas okay. that are Legos. Kids, yeah, kids love them. I learned there's Japanese Legos that are different than American Legos. <laughs> I won't tell your kid that. because maybe And Legos launched well. a whole form of Legos for girls, too. That, I guess, is kind of a flop, but we'll see. Which Legos are they, they already are for girls? It's I mean how in, insulting that you have to make them pink to make them for girls. Yeah. So anything else? Um, well, you know, I can tell you areas where I've wasted money that I wish I could go back. Love. I can't tell you how many bottles of wine that I've spent too much money on trying to get her, you know, to be impressed by me. Yeah. yeah. Um, jewelry. I think you know, there's no woman on the planet can tell the difference between a diamond and a cubic zirconium. Go cubic zirconium, in my opinion. Yeah, because the other woman can't tell either. That's right. So get, get costume jewelry. And just well, go, going back in time, I guess it would have been a post-nuptial agreement. <laughs> <laughs> That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. A little bit of bad news out there. Some technical issues are forcing Amazon to delay the public launch of its cashier-less grocery stores, also known as Amazon Goes. Um, not a disaster, but, you know, it is what it is. Technical difficulties. 
uh, the company will use or the store will use machine learning and cameras to detect what's in your cart and automatically charge your Amazon account so you can leave the store without ever taking out your wallet. Um, but Amazon Go isn't quite ready for prime time. Technology is having trouble keeping track of more than 20 people at a time, and it's struggling to track an item that has been moved from its place on the shelf. So it's not doing what it's supposed to do, right? Snap's near $24. Uh, company comes public. Company that comes public meets with bankers beforehand, um, 30 days typically after the company comes public. Oddly enough, the analysts start saying, we recommend that with a buy. Um, so the stock's up huge on that news today. Well, not huge. It's back up to $24 plus. So 800-516-1220. Uber's suspended its self-driving car test in Pittsburgh and Arizona after a big accident over the weekend. Um, not good. So it's a self-driving Volvo SUV flipped on its side following an accident. Um, the police uh, obviously came. There was no major injuries. Uber said it got has grounded its self-driving uh, car test in Arizona, but an Uber spokesperson also said that it's, um, you know, we'll pick back up in an appropriate time. Let's bring in Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Um, for me, roads are critically important, and the access to get to and from work uh, in a speedy time, in a quality scenario where I don't feel like I'm going to die, uh, where my car doesn't fall into a pothole, Um very, very important. And that and bridges and things like that. I think there's some crazy stats about how in the next 20 years, 80% of our bridges will be unsafe. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's a, I think I like the tax part of this. Um, I like the push towards growing the economy, pushing a little bit of inflation. And, and this is all normal. Um, you know, we've seen it in the housing market. Now we can see it in the, we've seen it in the stock market. Now the rest of the economy, you know, continues growing. Uh, we'd like to see those wages grow. We'd like to see the privatization, the cut in taxes will help, you know, companies be able to pay people more and grow. So yeah, this is a st- the start of, uh, you know, a theoretical great inflation plan. Or growth plan. So, to give people an idea on how infrastructure could change housing, um, I think this is a really good example. Is the Bay Area has two major bridges on the 101 connecting to the East Bay. Um, a lot of people think there should be. Well, you could probably say three, which is Dumbarton 92 and Bay Bridge. If we added a fourth bridge, um, and it goes into say Richmond, or it go, and Richmond's a bad example because it's map, map geographically, it's not going to happen. But Richmond's like one of the poorest, cheapest neighborhoods around here. But if suddenly there's a bridge to Richmond, people would be like, whoa, I can get to San Francisco in 20 minutes versus the typical two hours if I go by the Bay Bridge. Um, and housing prices would change. Yeah. So um, dramatically. I, I know that one of, the invest, one of the investment properties that you own, you you looked at some of the plans on a, a massive highway that was being completed, and you bought near that that highway, and that's also helped, uh, you know, r- rent out your property and values as well. So, yeah, infrastructure is fantastic. I love these predictions. I, I think lists like this are, are good. It gets people starting to think. And every year it's wrong. Uh, one of them is or, or is right, and the rest are wrong. And well, let's get to one of them. Sure. Number one, the housing market will continue to grow, but at a slower pace due to affordability issues. Next year, the new administration will lead a shifting U.S. economy. Baby boomers will become less economically relevant as millennials, the largest generation of Americans, continue to come of buying age. Super cities will create much of the job growth, pushing wages in all those cities up. Um, I like the idea. Um, it's a little vague. So, again, housing market will continue to grow, but at a slower pace due to affordability. 
And one of the things that affects affordability is interest rates. Yeah. Uh, and we've just come off super low. I think I probably got as good of a rate as I will ever get last year on a refi. Yeah. Um, I may not see that again in my lifetime. Not on a 30-year fixed. And that saves me like four or $500 a month. You know, well, the affordability can still be there. A lot of people are, are going to shift to arms. Yep. Uh, back in 2006, 2007, the percentage of arm usage was up in the 60s. Now it's below 5% in the Bay Area. So people might start thinking a little bit different on, on how to use an arm and, and, and try to capture, keep capturing those lower rates. In the, but the affordability is where it comes in. So, uh, you know, you talked about millennials, too, Rob, and how they're going to be a larger picture. And, you know, you talk about the millennials around the nation, and then you talk about millennials in in top-tier cities like the Bay Area. You can go to Chicago, Washington, D.C., Boston, New York, and so on. A lot of them are moving, and I think that's that's on the list as well. Is millennials are going to move to what they call second tier cities, and and there's a lot of these cities on the list. Um, it could be Austin, it could be Oklahoma, it could be Portland, it's Oklahoma City, city. Sorry, it could be Provo, Utah. This is on the list. Colorado Springs. Uh, there's a lot of these second tier cities that that have a lot of you know. Even though the wages are a little bit lower, the home prices are much much lower as far as the percentage. And it's, and I think when you when you look at the stats of a millennial. And 83% of them still think that buying a home is is part is going to be part of the American dream. They're going to start looking at these cities. And, and as an investor, as somebody who's looking in real estate, you got to think that way. So number two on the list of predictions, 2017 will be the fastest real estate market on record. And what they're talking about is average days on the market. Um, days on the market is super important when you study investing on um does a company close a deal? Does Oracle have like a 90-day sales cycle that's suddenly 93 days in the last year and that's suddenly 96, so it's taken longer to close deals? Days on market, very important in real estate. And in the last five years, we've gone from about 75, 80 days on the market down to about 50, and they think that number is going to get smaller next year. It, it will. Uh, the Bay Area is already experiencing what I would consider the, the fastest you could get, and that's right around 30, 31 days. Uh, and that means you list your house, it's going to close in 31 days. It's it's done. So you have to almost have track shoes on. Yeah. When you and your wife um, we, we say, deal with buy a home, yeah. you have to get on a bus that day, go tour seven homes, and figure be, out which be one you want. be prepared right away to put an offer in and sign. And don't go on vacation, which for some reason this seems to happen all the time. People go on vacation right around the same time they want to buy a house, including the realtors and sometimes the loan agents. And some somebody's always going on vacation. So try to make it as convenient as possible. Yeah, I like the idea of what are called same-day tours. And I almost want to be a same-day tour bus driver. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, for some reason. Wasn't everybody signing paperwork and trying to put offers in and all the, the frantic activity? It's got to be crazy uh, watching one of those, you know, this premier house going on the market and you have 20 but, people but on also, the what's, bus. What's that saying? Is our society falling apart that we're getting on buses, touring seven, eight homes and saying, It's a marketing Okay, plan. honey, let's let's make a deal. Anyway, that's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com.
Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Auto sales are at risk right now because they've done so well. As companies do well, they look around and they go, how can we do better? And as they look around and say, how can we do better? They take risks that they shouldn't be taking. So at one point in time, they come up with the best cars. And they, they go, ooh, people like our cars. And they you know, come up with some premium cars. And people go, ooh, we really like their premium cars and their cars. And then the auto companies look around and go, okay, who else is there out there? And uh, they go, how about some people who can't really afford the cars? And that's where they get in trouble. So as auto sales have peaked, competition to finance car loans is set to intensify. And drive increased credit risk for auto lenders. That could go wrong with the economy. I told you what could go wrong earlier was that the Republicans don't work together to pass legislation because Wall Street was expecting that legislation. Repatriation of cash, lower tax rates, uh, health care that doesn't uh, tax the system as much as it uh, tax TAX, um, doesn't tax the system as much as the previous version. That would save billions and billions of dollars, and that money would be spent on those three issues. That's the thought. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Spotify is buying a TV app that helps viewers figure out what to watch. Um, so Spotify, aren't they the music company? Yes. What are they doing getting into that? Good question. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's bring in Tony, not Tony Mendoza. Let's bring in uh, CFP Chad Burton. Talk a little financial planning. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. You're going to have to work really hard. You're going to have to be productive. Mm -hmm. A college degree is really going to have to mean something, um, especially if you're going to spend $100,000 on it. Um some people shouldn't go to college. I would think twice to go, uh, about going to college if you're going to end up getting a degree in history and be a, a school teacher. Nothing against school teachers that treat history. But I don't know if you're going to justify a $100,000 degree. Yeah, I mean, gosh, and that's you really have to push for higher pay for teachers to be able to. That's fair. To, to be able to get our. Or give them to get good teachers is to, to put the kids in the right direction. I mean, it's just it's such a huge part of. Of what's going on now, but you don't need the traditional college costs either. Um, there's so many universities that offer the first two years for just you know pennies on the dollar. So you need that degree, you need that specialty, but you just don't need the the cost. A lot of parents, unfortunately, pay a lot of money to have their kids be able to drink a lot in the first two years of college. Drink a lot, have a lot of sex. Let's talk about what it's really like. And just you just you know I got a 16 year old just. We're we're going next year to go check out all the colleges. Yeah, 
My neighbor um, took his kid to um, some colleges recently because mm-hmm. he's junior going on senior. And he took him to some of the worst ones in California, yep. like Bakersfield, to say, you do not want to end up here. And then he took him that same trip to like USC or UCLA to say, look how lovely and beautiful campus are. And look, that's a beautiful young co-ed. Um, smart dad. Yep. I mean, he's literally trying to scare his kid into picking a better school. Right. But with that said, I, what I'm trying to get at is um, saving for retirement is going to get more difficult, I think, with more robots. You know, there was that security robot in Stanford recently that ran over a little kid. But that security robot took away some guy's job. And there's a guy at Cron who is a security guy. He's 75 plus years old. And, you know, obviously he doesn't have enough income, so he still continues to work. But at some point in time, Cron's going to go with, with a security robot, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, first it's going to be people building robots, and then it's going to be robots building robots. Now, I know, <laughs> I know we're not going to talk about this, and there already are robots that build robots. Yep. Um, Sarah Connor, I saw the movie. Yep. It was a documentary. Didn't uh, end well. Because I think that's the one thing that, in hindsight, I wish I could have done more of, is try to figure out more ways to get multiple streams of income um, earlier rather than later. Honestly, Rob, no. <laughs> if you bring your kid or a 20- or 30-year-old to this event, they're going to be bored out of their mind. Yeah. Because it's really focused on, I mean, you've got to bring them to events that get them excited, excited to create a business, to find a career path that they're motivated about, you know, because their biggest asset is their ability to earn money. And you have to maximize that asset first in order to pay yourself first and save for retirement. I'm saying so. I think one of the also their biggest assets is not just the ability to earn money, but when you're young, the ability to figure out more ways to earn more money. Um, I like the person who, you know, I've got a friend who's a lawyer and he works in San Francisco at night. He drives for Lyft because mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't want to deal with traffic. So he just drives people around the city of San Francisco and earns a second income. Yep. Um, not a lot of money, but enough that he can put it all into retirement or all into vacations. Yep. So, yeah. And you have to think like that. You have to say, okay, I'm 40 years old. I haven't saved anything else yet. So is there something I can do as a second job? Do I have time for it? Um, if not, Maybe it's study at home and and advance your career so you can invest in your ability to earn money so you can save more money. So it's not – the last thing you want to do is look for that silver bullet and go to some trading software or some seminar that tries to tell you that you can trade stocks like a pro and use options and everything else to create a bunch of wealth. I mean wealthy people that I've known that do that are the people that sell those seminars. Right. So be careful of that. Invest in yourself first, and then you got to pay yourself first to make sure you're saving. If you wait until you're 40 to start saving, you got to typically save 15 to 20 percent of your pay to be able to retire at 65. So get into a job that you'll be able to work until you're 70, because you're you're going to be in catch-up mode. And I don't know hardly any families in America that can save 20 percent of their pay. Right. It's very difficult for most America to do. And I think you have to do it in very tricky ways now. I think you have to do a little bit of saving. Mm-hmm. I think you have to do a little bit of investing. Um, for instance, here's my idea on investing. My travel records credit card, like or two percent cash back. You know, um, the Citibank two percent cash back, one percent when you earn it, one percent. I look at that as savings. I don't look at so I'm using that as an investment. The moment I get a thousand dollars in rewards, I put it as an investment. So mm-hmm. that's two percent. And you can do the same thing. You can take those cards and sign it up at youpromise.com. That's the letter youpromise.com, and end up earning free money for five twenty nine plans for your kids' education. So there's a lot of options like that out there. Okay, so I want to ask one more time, then I'll, I'll drop the subject. I look at, and I think I, I have a very closer view than you do. Mm-hmm. I look, I don't like the, the looks of America 30 years from now. 
So if I was, if I had a 20 year old son, I'd be like, I'm a little bit spooked. The crazy thing to say is that if you, and this is not a good thing to say, it's not good for society necessarily, Uh but if you already have money, those ideas that you're worried about are very investable, right? Right. If you're a person that's focusing on a middle class income, it's very scary. I I think we'll get beyond this, Rob, because I'm very positive on United States. I'm very, you know, USA. There there will be other things that create booms. And as long as you focus on where those booms are going to be and get into a career, you're going to be okay. Um, but if you already have money or you're going into retirement, those ideas are very investable and they're going to be very profitable. So there's going to be ways to make a lot of money. So when you talk about the economy, you have to separate what is going to happen potentially to middle asset, middle class income and, and lack of wage inflation versus investing. Cause the investing side, I'm very positive on for the middle class income side. It's a little bit scary. Does that right. make sense? Well, yeah. So if you have money, you're going to make more money. But I worry about the people that don't because the jobs that the robots are taking over, head massages and getting coffee, those are the jobs that they have right now. And if we're taking away all the middle class jobs. It's going to be bad. You and I are going to be the bourgeois and the proletariat's going to rise up and, and try to take us down. Mm-hmm. So I see more so, for instance, I, and this is not, this is off topic, but I see more um, Black Lives Matter. I see more stress in America um, every year, right? Yeah. So and that's I, why, I mean, this is happening. You know, that's why you have Brexit. That's why you had a, a very divided election in Australia. And that's why you have Trump and Clinton as our choices for president. And no one's happy with, with that. No, I, I think there, there's going to be a political revolution. And it's it's going to be hopefully sparked by somebody that's not a party affiliated person. That's OK. I got to go in and fix these problems like a business person. That's why people, some people like Trump, but at the same time, he doesn't have the temperament to run a country, in my opinion. But my fear on that, the guy who got closest this time around was Bernie Sanders. And a lot of his ideas are like, let's give away free stuff. And that is not necessarily a formula that actually creates a lot of... No, there's never been a society that's been advanced based on socialism. Let me think about that. (laughs) I mean, you tell me, that's... Early part of the Roman Empire was pretty good. Okay, and then what happened? Well, then the you had this yeah, uh, even bigger spread of social, and, yeah. yeah, of how either had, there was zero middle class. Being, I wouldn't mind being in a drunken orgy at the early part of <laughs> the expansion. <laughs> I've never been to one. Feed me uh, wine. Hellfire on you. <laughs> Let's go get slaves and have them feed us wine, Chad. That's why we have you on the show. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Some of the top stories out there today, uh, Uber has suspended its driverless cars for a while, as there was an accident over the weekend. There was a big boycott that hurts going to hurt Google to the tune of $750 plus million. Some advertisers pulled off of YouTube. 800-516-1220, uh, because the uh, advertisers didn't like the extremist content that was being put right next to their ads. Got to protect the brand. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, buying a home in California is one of those comments that everyone wants to do. I live in California, so this may not be terribly, terribly relevant for people who are outside of California. Um, but that's okay. I still got to you know talk about the concepts because I like the concepts. I've got a friend who's 34 and... She makes 88000 She probably won't ever be able to buy a home. Um, she'll probably have to count on a man to either come up with more money or to buy that house. You want to explore the market before you ever buy a house. Um, because you've got to start saving. Buying a lower-cost home means that you won't have to save as long for the down payment. As the home value goes up, you can use the equity you've built to, you know, to help you get into a higher-priced home later on. That's probably the best way for most people who are listening is get a starter. If it's a condo or what have you. I've got a friend who, for years, she didn't buy a home. She didn't buy a home. She didn't buy a home. Um, she wanted a single-family home. She wanted a single-family home. And then she finally broke down and bought a two-bedroom condo, and it went up in value, and she was able to sell that and move on. You really want to keep your priorities in focus. Super important. It can be tempting to put off other priorities when trying to save for an important goal. Um, paying the rent should always be your first priority, right? Um Funding your retirement account, super important. Uh, paying down your credit card debt. Uh, and then start saving. Automate it. Have a bucket of money for your housing that you want to buy. Have a bucket of money for your rent that you're currently paying. Have a bucket of money for your food. Watch these guys. You know, Take a look at your daily expenses. A lot of money is wasted. I was trying to figure out someone who makes... You know, $4,000 take home, what are they spending their money on if they're paying $1,000 in rent? Like, you start adding up and there's like not a lot of money left, but you also have to start tinkering with it a little bit, you know? Figure out what's wrong. Uh, you want to reduce your household expenses as much as you can um, while you're trying to save for that home that you're finding elusive to buy. Um, whether that's cut down on your food costs, your food waste, whether that's... Uh, you know, washing your clothes a little bit less. I've got a friend who washes towels after she after uh, she uses them once. And I'm like, that's crazy. Uh, it's not like you're washing your towels, or it's not like you're getting out of the shower and you're dirty, and then you're getting all that dirt all over the clean towel. I don't get it. So there's a lot of ways to reduce monthly expenses, um, and one of them is, you know, some of them are right there in front of you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So, 800-516-1220. Uh, other big stories of note today. Hospital stocks are doing well after the Republicans had to scrape, scrap a vote about the uh, replacing Obamacare. So, that's 0 for 2 in efforts of getting it done. So, Wall Street's saying, that ain't good. Hospitals were the big winner of the GOP defeat. There's always winners and always losers. So, the proposed law that was out there... Uh, would have increased the number of uninsured Americans by roughly 24 million over the next 10 years. Um, and sometimes when you're uninsured, you go to the hospital, eh, you don't pay your bills. Hospitals do better financially when patients they treat are covered by insurance, which means, you know, 
healthcare facilities receive payment for services they perform. Simple math right now is providing a huge lift. And you're seeing companies like Community Health Systems up 9.7%. HCA Holdings up 3.5%. Universal Health Services up 2.6%. And all because the Republicans couldn't get their majority together and vote a majority. So that begs the question now of, will anything ever get done under the Trump administration? And it doesn't look like it. Uh, from a distance, things went pretty bad, pretty fast right there. So um, 800-516-1220 teacher calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Spotify is buying a TV app that gave movie recommendations, TV recommendations. And that's basically so Spotify could help target and potentially bring ads, more ads, to their millions of users. Mighty TV was founded in 2015, previously recommended TV shows and movies depending on the user's previous choices. The company is going to close down its video app and integrate the technology into Spotify. Spotify is looking to obviously boost revenues because they need to. It's a lot of competition. 800-516-1220 beach calls on the air. Hmm, let's see. Trying to figure out what stories to pull next. Elon Musk is, in, is a lot in the news right now because of obviously Tesla. Uh, and anytime he goes on stage, you kind of almost have to pay attention. The electric five seater that they have accelerates as fast as the best selling luxury sports stands in America. BMW Series 3 and its Mercedes C Class, uh, all in the news on this one. Value proposition was the best ever for an electric car, and the crowd you know, eats it up at this point. So, now, you always look at Elon Musk and go, hmm, I wonder how this is going to end. Um, because the Model 3 is going to be a car that they, they're not going to make a lot of money on, but obviously they're going to try to get kind of a little volume, volume, volume thing going up. What? Would they be able to get 430,000 of them sold in 2018? Musk said that his company is placing orders with suppliers for 1,000 cars a week in July, for 2,000 cars a week in August, and 4,000 a week in September. They then plan to increase production to 5,000 cars a week by the end of the year and 10,000 a week by the end of 2018. So a lot of hefty expectations out there for Tesla. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. 